you can't make excuses for this goddamn thing. No, <laughs> you just no, can't. No, you yeah, can't. So. I don't think they can. No, they it's, can't. Well, it's one of those things where it's like you can't help but. <clears throat> well, let's just fucking do it because we're just going to end up talking about. Yeah, the damn we're, thing. we're talking about it. We should just fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Instead of just sitting. There's here a lot and, of shit to talk about. Instead of just sitting here and putting around nonstop. Right. <laughs> Welcome to Lyrics to Go, the podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best, but have largely dodged public ridicule until now. I'm Mark Davis, and I'm here once again with Seth Ford. How are you, Seth? I'm doing pretty damn good tonight. I'm, I'm feeling good. Good. Yeah. Almost didn't make it tonight. We almost didn't yeah. pull this one off. Had, you know, every once in a while, you know, you have family priorities that have to take precedence, and they did. Absolutely. And they did. And yeah. then, uh, you know, the wonderful thing is that my wife brought home steak. Mm-hmm. And that was not I didn't a, have steak tonight. That was not a mistake. My lunch was reheated pizza. My dinner reheated nachos. Mm. No huge. I mean, oh, I've got an air fryer. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, there are a yeah, couple people that are like, if you got through the pandemic without adopting an animal or doing this or getting an air fryer, then you win. I did buy an air fryer during uh, quarantine and yeah. I do not regret it at all. No, I, I own it's one. amazing. Oh, it's we had as a matter of fact, we had I made um Thai chili pasta Ooh. last night. Uh, it's my own little recipe. It's got some curry, Ooh. some Thai curry, and and it was great. And Jennifer made um, chicken nuggets at home with the air fryer. Chicken nuggies, fries, all these things in that thing. And we dipped them in sweet and sour sauce. Oh, hell yeah. It was fantastic, yeah. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about air fryers. For a second we were. We're not here to talk but about sweet and sour sauce. That has ceased. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those, that, <laughs> the time... Yeah, everything that rises must converge. <laughs> the time has come and gone, and now the hour is nigh. <laughs> we have yeah. we have a hard job in front of us. To well, talk we were just about... talking about eating wonderful things. Just just go ahead and put that shit on a plate. Indeed, yeah. and let's talk about extreme Ugh. more than words, mm -hmm. Ugh, more than food. So first things first, I was wrong. What were you wrong about? I was wrong. I said there's no way this song was on porn or graffiti. It was on Porto Graffiti. Por yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought it was on Three Sides to Every Story, the album that came out after this. Okay. Um, I was wrong. Okay. Uh, Porno Decreti. Porno Decreti. Porno uh, Actually, full t title, Extreme 2 Porno Graffiti. Yeah. Is uh, a very troubling looking album cover. Porno With the very, the very weird Extreme Kid. Electric Boogaloo to Dedede. <laughs> Are you familiar with the little child, the little I, extreme child? I do remember that. Yeah, yeah it's very, very fucking weird. He's got a little cigarette hanging out of his mouth. I don't know if he's supposed to be a kid or what the deal is, or if something bad is going on in that kid's life. He's a bad kid. He's a bad kid. Uh, he's like Bart Harley Jarvis, <laughs> in, uh, in I think you should leave. If, uh, if oh you, yeah, if anybody's seen it, um, <coughs> Harley Jarvis released <laughs> in uh, August seventh, nineteen ninety. Uh, this was released as a single in 1991. Mm -hmm. Extreme 2, Pornography. Um, in case you haven't picked up on it, Pornography is a portmanteau of the words pornography and graffiti. Oh, okay. How fantastic. Yeah, we had that one spelled out for us. And um, you may, aside from more than words, 
you may remember Extreme if you played Guitar Hero. I can't remember if it was Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Never played either one in my life. Uh, they were a lot of fun. Really? A lot of musicians okay. like to shit all over it. Mm -hmm. It's not like playing guitar. Okay. It's like playing a video game, but mixed with music, so it's a lot of fun. Right. I had one particular friend at the time, we don't talk any longer, who would shit all over it as if, like, it was the be-all, end-all that people liked playing a guitar video right. game. And it was like, let people have fun. Just stop Yeah, it. I mean, people are going to live their lives. No one's sitting there saying, like, I could be a guitarist because I can hit these five buttons fast. Right. Um, the, but only, there was... the only thing I remember of it is that there was a South Park episode where the kids were playing it. Like, all the kids were playing mm -hmm. uh, guitar rock band or whatever it was. And uh, Randy Marsh, my favorite character on the show, comes downstairs with a Les Paul and goes, hey, kids, check this out. Once I rose above the noise and confusion. And he's playing it. <laughs> right. He's playing Kansas. And it's like, and, and I'm just dying because I'm hearing Randy sing that. And uh, and the kids were like, Dad, what are you doing? And he was like, well, I can play the actual songs. And they're like, I know, but this is a video game. Right. So, you know, yeah. hey, how, how are you going to relate to kids? You got you to gotta find a way to, you know, reach that common ground. Yes. Um, so there was a game or there was a, a song called Play With Me, mm -hmm. which is featured on this album that is like Nuno Betancourt to a lot of people. Anybody who knows and knows metal and knows mm -hmm. extreme knows that he is a insane fucking guitar. Yes, he is He's a very, very good guitar very good. player. And this song, it was like one of the hardest songs, I think, to play because okay. it was him going nuts. I'm not familiar with it. This song is not that. No, it can't. I have spoken uh, throughout the years. This song's what thirty years old now, Mark. I've spoken with it throughout the years with other with accomplished guitar players and musicians that have heard this song. None of them have anything good to say about it, <laughs> and it is. And they consider we're not talking about the lyrics here, just the music. They consider the guitar part trash. Yeah, for I lack think, of a better word, I think it's probably being a little bit hard on it. I, I mean, this is just something. No, I, I've I seen a pattern. I, I think a that I think it is especially because it is a you know. Do I hesitate to use the term guitar god? I don't know that I do. It is a amazing guitarist doing a ridiculously simple. They don't like thing. it. They think it is a dumb chord progression. That it is silly. The little percussive licks that he puts Boom. on that. Boom, click, yeah, that boom, that ticky tack click, thing that he does. They think that it's silly and childish. I have seen a pattern develop amongst people that know music that they don't like anything about this songs and the song musically. And we are blessed with it having some of the dumbest lyrics of the '90s in it. Yeah. So I mean, according to Nuno, he came up with the song, um, most of it. While sitting on a porch alone with his guitar, okay. apparently whenever a song didn't come easy to him, mm -hmm. he would just trash it. Retreat. Oh, okay. This one, he would retreat to the woods. Retreat to the woods. He would porch. tear off all his clothes and run into <laughs> run into a clearing, and right. then he'd build a guitar with his own hands. With his hands and teeth. <laughs> um. So he uh, he started writing it. He went inside and found Gary Sharon and was like. Listen to what I did, and for whatever reason, Gary Sharon was like, cool. I wonder what Gary was doing while this was written. <laughs> He's probably like uh, He's in there making like, spaghetti swash. Yeah, squash making, or something. Like making cookies or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I'd also have to say that I, I, I kind of feel bad. 30 years ago, I wouldn't have said this, but Nuno Betancourt has to walk around being called Nuno Betancourt every day. Mm. Ooh, man. Mm -hmm. I just, 
I don't know, man. That doesn't that doesn't sound doesn't neither does the sound of my phone. But it doesn't sound very good. I did turn my phone down. Mm. I did. The sound tells me otherwise. Seth. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know better. I should have known better. Should have known better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you're having me double checking myself. Um. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? Nuno Betancourt, how he had to walk around with that name. He went into the woods, turned into a werewolf, built a guitar, came back, and had written uh, more than words in the meantime. Meanwhile, he walked back in the house, and Gary Sharon was covered in flour and baking powder. And uh, and they both got together, and they sat down, and they said, Right, this gave you some really good harmonies. No, Are they're they not British? from England. Okay, no, they're from New say. England. But oh, okay, uh, I just yeah. wanted they're to. They're Boston you know. boys. Yeah, they are Boston boys. Um, you'll find Nuno Betancourt now on tour with Rihanna uh, as his as her touring guitarist. You're kidding. I'm not kidding. Wow, that's great. Yeah. They, um, I like Rihanna. They reformed in 2007 and released their fifth album. And then they went, what the fuck are we doing? And they in immediately broke back up. <laughs> and then Betancourt took on duties as Rihanna's touring guitarist in 2009, bringing his rock riffs to her live performances. How weird to be watching Rihanna and then be like, is that, is that, is that Nuno Betancourt? Nuno? Is that Nuno? Is, give me a minute. Is that Nuno? <laughs> um, they, they have released five studio albums, two EPs in Japan. Yeah. And two compilation albums. They seem like that kind of band yeah. that just has like a really rabid fan base in like New Zealand. Exactly. Well, maybe not New Zealand, but but well, like, you know, yeah, but like Japan or like, Korea. Yeah, exactly. Or, like or one particular Sri Lanka. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, for some reason in Uruguay. Every time I hear that happening, I think of Nigel Tufnell walking back into David St. Hubbins in Spinal Tap uh-huh. and going, Sex Fum just went to number two in Japan. You know, and he's trying to talk him back into touring again. <laughs> right. Uh. Um, I mean, there's whole... They're not, I mean, so basically, to truncate it all real quick, <laughs> You're super it. heavy band, for whatever reason, decides on this album to do this song, and also another song called Wholehearted. There's a hole in my heart that can... It's not equally as that bad. That can only be filled by you. Still bad, it's very but bad. not equally as bad. Music video uh, was done by Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris, who would go on mm. to make the movie Little Miss Sunshine. Which is a great movie. Which is a great movie. And, and might I also add, there's a lot of years in between. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Little Miss Sunshine came out in the mid-2000s, and this, this video came out in 90, 91. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so they did that as well. Um, and, uh, it features their drummer and bassist basically turning off their instruments, setting down their sticks, and then just sitting and reading magazines while this, while this happens. And we'll get back to that. Okay. Good. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, you and I will both get back to that. You just don't know it yet, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to like it. Okay. All right. Uh, shall we, uh, shall we, um, what, what, you usually what else? have a let me just say something real quick. There always is. There's always going to be one of those. Um, this this song came out just just prior to the um, the cleansing of the radio and rock uh, rock dynamics of the of the world at the time. Mm-hmm. That would be smells like Teen Spirit. Mm-hmm. This this was just before that. Now, I had seen the, the video. quiet before the storm. It was this was totally the ballad before the storm. This was this was it. Just before it came out, you you heard this song, 
And by this time, you know, I mean, I was, uh, what, 16 when it came out. I knew how bad it was right from the get-go. Luckily, my little brothers, we all recognized how, you know, what, what garbage it was. It's just a little black and white video of two guys sitting there harmonizing uh, over a percussive progression on the guitar. The, two, the, the two-headed monster that came out of New England uh, created this in 90, and it's just been a, a spiral downward, I think, for them since. Because I think that Nuno was extremely um, embarrassed of it. Extremely? Extremely, did you, yes. Did you do that on purpose? He was pornographied uh, <laughs> into seclusion. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because um, the album Lies, GNR Lies, mm-hmm. was released in 1988. Yes. Um, and was I that 88? Yeah. That was 89. Oh, go ahead, though. Um, yeah. Kind of ushered in um, this whole ballad thing ballad thing of like heavy bands showing a softer side and you know other bands did the same thing what was on lies was that the one with uh patience patience Uh, the whole album yeah oh boy yeah (laughs) let's not go over not a single but yeah i mean holy shit yeah um and then of course there was the unplugged series uh mtv unplugged um which i think around the same time started kind of ushering in um uh, you know, uh, bands that were usually heavy. The show aired regularly from 1989 to 1999. Yeah. MTV Unplugged, so kind of in the same, you know, vein of like heavier. You know, it also makes me think of another band that always made me think of this was Mr. Big. Oh yeah, another yeah, yeah, yeah. super Wasn't super that, heavy uh, band. Paul Paul, Paul Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, and, and Billy, um, Sheehan. Billy Sheehan. That they weren't that bad though. They were heavy. The, yeah, I know, but they, they were weren't heavy, that bad. And then they, they had did some decent songs, right? Um, yeah. but they, I'm the one who wants to. Like I be said, they had some you. decent songs, and then they, I didn't. I'm like just that making song. the juxtaposition to the heavy band doing yes, a you're big correct. ballad. Yeah. Um, it was a, it was as early Kyler would say a period of acoustification. Yeah. Yes. yes absolutely. The the acoustification of the United States of American heavy music. Yes. Saying I love you. This go. I just got to tell you. <laughs> <Here> you go. <laughs> this whole first verse is such a mess. <laughs> it's a word salad. It's uh, uh, saying I love you. Get these motherfuckers up. Is <laughs> not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you not to say. But if you only knew, blah, 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 blah. it sounds it's it it literally ladies, it literally sounds like when you catch your boyfriend in a lie in and a he's, lie. And yes, he's like absolutely. It's not that if you did, oh, but um, you know, if you, uh, because when um, I had um, uh, someone over, but it's just a friend, and also, uh, uh she uh <laughs> said she knows you. <laughs> Just like almost cutting himself off. It's like it sounds like it also sounds like a boy tripping over his words, you know, trying to express himself to a girl, you know, totally tripping, which I'm sure is probably endearing to a certain uh, sect or subset of women out there. But it just sounds dumb. It just sounds bad. Yeah, I mean, and it sounds also like maybe someone who. doesn't usually write deep lyrics trying to write deep lyrics <laughs> um you know if you look up play with if... the lyrics for play with me by extreme okay ring around the rosy hopscotch monopoly 
Red Light, Green Light, G.I. Joes, and Barbies. Is this a two-part? Is this a two-part lyrics to go? I, I mean, these I mean, lyrics, that's pretty bad. Dude. I mean, these lyrics are absolutely, you know, yeah, um, terrible. We could throttle that shit right there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, I that's mean, just, I mean, that's not a single, so we're not touching it, but holy shit, that's... I, it probably was a single, maybe. I've never it, heard that. That's horrific. It's, and it only gets worse. So, you know, th- someone who wrote that, complete shit so you're saying that he came along to more than words and turned into fucking william shakespeare all of a sudden well he was trying to i think he was like okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna make this really eloquent you know thing and then he fucking spits out this this gobbledygook yeah like but this. it doesn't yeah uh saying i love you is not the words it, saying i love you is not the words isn't it? Yeah. that right there sets off a tingle in my skin. You thought that they were teaching good grammar up there in New England. Yeah. At one point. Yeah, but, well. Apparently not. No. Is not, not the part. words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want you. Not to say, but if you only, only knew. knew. Yeah. He's just stumbling all over everything. And I think part of the problem, I think part of the culprit here is the how the lines are broken up. Yeah. Because that ends with how easy... It would be to show me how you feel. Right. So it's supposed to be not to say, but if you only knew how easy it would be to show me how you feel. But like the breakup of it just makes it sound completely stupid. That does not save the beginning at all. I think that this right here is really more than anything, just a plea from an artist boyfriend to his girlfriend with a job to pay the light bill. (laughs) You know, like, uh, hey, it'd be really easy to show me that you love me. Just can you knock out that 150 bucks for the light bill? Just so that, listen, I can't write lyrics if the lights aren't on. Well, I'm sure most of the people that listen to Lyrics to Go, Mm -hmm. we probably have a very intelligent audience. I would hope. Have heard of love languages. Yes. And so some people's love language, I'm sure, is pay the light bill. The language of love. Some people's love language is hold my dick. (laughs) Some people's love language is vacuum the floor. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's got a different love language. Some people's love languages. I love you is not the words I want to hear. Yeah, some yeah. people's love languages. I want to um, hear. Here's your sandwich. Yeah, and uh, and and then this more than words is all you have to do to make it real. Makes zero sense. Just take that fucking sentence apart. More than words is all you have to do. You know what you know what you have to do, Seth. All you have to do is, is more, more than, than words. words. <laughs> if I can just figure out what the fuck Gary is talking about to make it real. I mean, I want things to be real, Mark. I don't want to walk around, like walk around in some sort of weird cyber universe with AI telling me what to love and not to love. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me because I'd. All ready. No. I'm getting chair vibes here. The chair <laughs> yeah. for you know, like uh-huh. the George oh, Strait. I know? remember. Trust to, me. Yeah, I know. I, wasn't I woke ago. up in a cold sweat a fortnight ago, <laughs> thinking of the lyrics to the chair, fucking, seeing him yeah. in a third person yeah. camera view. The POV um, looking at the three ladies. But no, I mean, it, it, you'd love me because I'd already know. Like, oh, you know, the, 
oh, I'd already know it, you know? So oh. now, so if you were doing this stuff, then you wouldn't have to say you love me. It's it, like, yeah. well, I mean, I think we're probably shooting for the best of both worlds here. I don't think that it, uh, that you just have to say it or you just have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, I mean, I don't want to get too into the love language thing, but it's like some people it's that saying it that is the way they show it. Yeah, right. I mean, aside from, I, I don't know like what this woman is like. I don't know. If she's just like not fucking talking, not fucking them or <laughs> not, I, I, I'm, I'm not wondering, doing anything else. You know, we, this does bring up a good point is who the fuck did he write this for? Was it like the girl at the checkout counter at Publix or something? Yeah. You know, like checking out his fucking <laughs> groceries, you know, or, you know, can you imagine saying, his I, I wife hear being you like, saying I love you. I just want you to get this shit in the bag and let me get out of here. <laughs> right. You know, what would you do <laughs> if my heart was torn in two? More than words to show you feel that your love for me is real. Just got this really great vision of Gary Sharon standing there in like a pack of wolves or like African wild dogs, like ripping his intestines open, like like shooting up into his thorax, you know, to try and aim for that heart. And mm-hmm. Like all the, 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 the wild dogs are ripping his heart into. The same it, wild it, dogs that cry out in the night from Africa. And it made me smile. We have we have the uh, <laughs> lyrics verse. Uh, that's all these different songs that we have done. Oh, yeah. That that are uh, all intertwined African somehow. In, uh, Home Depot yesterday. All these hungry like the wolf. They're, yes. Oh, boy. He, they're on the hunt. They're after Gary. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, and I think that everyone has to some extent understood where, um, you know, where he's coming from that, you know, you don't want someone to just say it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Right. But never in such a fumbly way. Yeah. <laughs> never in such absolutely. a way that is just like put together like pieced together almost like uh like just like cutting out sentences and gluing them to a piece of paper right some let me sit down and write a song about how i love you but fill it full of grammar roadblocks the entire fucking way (laughs) you know and then this part what would you say if i took those words away then you couldn't make things new just by saying I love you. Well, this is the part that makes the, the steam come out of your ears. Because I really, I mean, I really have lost him on this part big time. I mean, you could decipher something from the bad grammar earlier, kind of. But what if I took those words away? I mean, the is he talking about the words that are more than words? The, He's talking the, about the, the words more than more than words. The words that are more than or words. The, the words I love you. Yeah, but then, but then he's saying, but you couldn't make things new by just by saying I love you. So the words that he's talking about have to be different than I love you. Well, so I mean, this I mean, is this is my problem here. with it is that he's saying the whole time, "You're all talk." Yeah. But then he's like, "What would you say if I took those words away?" It's like. Well, you don't want her to say anything. Why are you asking her what she would well, she oh, say? Well, thank you. I mean, this <laughs> the is the whole point of this is do something, but you're like if I throw those words words away, what would you say? It's like, why are you even bringing this up? You don't want words. No. <laughs> Let's just not talk about words at all. And I can't say I love you because, you know, 
you, you already took those know. words away. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's so much. Mark, this is the last time that we're sitting here that I'm going to try and make sense out of this shit. Yeah. I'm just going to, we're just going to we'll go. We're just going to go with it here. Yeah. And I don't think she's trying to make things new just by saying, well, I mean, I don't know their situation, I guess, obviously. But yeah. I think she's trying to, you know, if if he doesn't, if she doesn't love him, if he is under the impression that he doesn't love him, then this conversation is meaningless. It, is it going on after a fight? I mean, I'm, are they reconciling? I'm guessing is that I, what this I, is? That very well may be, but it's know. it's definitely that every time something happens, she'll say, "Oh, I love you," and he's like, "That's not enough. Show yeah. me you love me." And it's like, "Well, how?" I mean, one of the ways that you show someone is by telling them. Yeah, that's that's where it starts usually. And well, I mean, like, I wouldn't say that. Right, Maybe not where it starts, but it's definitely integral, you know, into a relationship that you know involves. <sighs> fuck man that's why i think he's just you know singing this to the guy at the toll booth you know da da di da 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 li da 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 more than words that's not the first i mean that's not the last die 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 no. that we're gonna get out of this damn song mark and then we get the little click click yeah the little percussive guitar yeah now that I've tried to talk to you and make you understand, all you have to do is close your eyes and just reach out your hand. Don't do it! And touch me. Don't do it! Do not close your eyes and reach out your hand. This guy is telling you That saying I love you is not showing love. Right. And then he's saying, all you got to do is close your eyes and, and touch me. Right. That's how you show love? Or just close your eyes and just reach out your hand and touch me. See, this part of the song was inspired by a manicure. <laughs> That's what's going on here. Well, and this one was probably um, inspired by MMA. Yeah. Hold me close. Don't ever let me go. Yeah, this is. Oh, that's right. This is the part where they get serious with that. That like that quick crescendo mm. where it like where he really rattles the guitar hard. Oh, yeah. They're really trying to drive home a point here. Like you're not getting a tip unless my nails are fucking beautiful. Right. Or your nails or something. I don't fucking know, Mark. The only way God to show it. me that you love me is by holding me hostage. I I mean, you know, it's just it's so bizarre to me that, again, love languages, I guess his love language is just being held tight around the body. I didn't know that Gary Sharon was a bottom. He's a it's kind he? of a, well, I mean, if if he wants to be held tight and never let go, mm, maybe very well could be. It bottom. could be. Maybe Seems like bottom behavior. This is listen. He's expressing, and more I am than not words. king shaming anyone, any no. man who's a bottom. Just so we're clear, but he's expressing more than words here, Mark. Uh, I, I mean, there has to trying. be signals and hints and stuff like that. I don't know. This is, no. yeah. This whole thing is a fucking mess. It is. Now that I've tried, and and after one verse, he goes, "All right, now that we're all done here." Now that I've tried to talk to you and make you understand, yeah. it's like. You you didn't really 
explain you did much the of anything. Shittiest job of trying to make something clear. <laughs> it's just like you really did. Yeah, yeah. It completely hashed out. I'm also kind of surprised the song is only two verses. Well, it's a little. There's a little bit more. Well, yeah. And, you know, there's a little more, but uh, more than words is all I ever needed you to show. Then you wouldn't have to say that you love me. Because I'd already know. What would you do? If my heart was 22. In the event that something breaks his heart, it would take more than just saying I love you to heal him. It would require action from his loved one. Gestures of love and devotion. Says, uh... Says one person on a genus is this genius, genius annotation. Genius? Um, more than words to show you feel that your love for me is real. What would you say if I took those words away? Then you couldn't make things new just by saying I love you. I don't know, Seth. It, it's. These two jerks have uh, really given us a lot to ponder. Specifically, Gary, but the 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 part that is is most baffling in this song is, believe it or not, not the lyrics. At the end, there's a little bit. There's like this there where they lie da 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 da. Okay, and then. Nuno tries to turn the song into an acoustic version of Eruption <laughs> by Van Halen with the finger tapping. And then, have you heard this? No. It's, it's oh, okay, you're missing something here. You're missing something. And I don't think that there's, there's, a lot of times I get, you know, upset or I get, you know, uh, uh, agita from hearing specific songs with specific words that I just go, oh my God, that's so dumb. But at the end, I don't think that there's a, a bit of music that might give me the same feeling as much as the the very, very end of this song where he, like, does a little... A little, you know, this keyboard tapping that Eddie Van Halen does, like, in, in Eruption. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and then they both come into... They try to catch each other's harmony at the end. And it's like, you know, you could have just stopped. (laughs) You could have just ended it. I don't think that this was in the video, that this little extra ending part. But but what you hear on the album, what you hear on Spotify, has that extra little bit of musical diarrhea at the end that, you know, they just couldn't clamp down and hold in. They had to let it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll have to give it a listen. Uh, yeah, I will. I mean, it, uh, just to see what I'm talking about. Just just as a point of reference. This hurt, man. Oh, God. God damn, this what hurt. What a mess. It's short bad. It's really... It's, short and painful. It is one of the worst songs ever. It is. It really is. It is so fumbly. Um, the All label right. wanted to make this into a power ballad. Well, like uh, Home Sweet Home. Do you think it would have improved it? No. No, The band refused. Which um you know I'm happy for him. I'm glad they stood their ground. I would have hated this with more volume. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it yeah. would have been shit. It just I would have had to yell over it a little bit more. It would have been shit with volume. 
Um, now, what good? What good came of this song, Mark? I, I don't know. And so. this is what I was referencing earlier. Okay. There's some good that came of this. All right. Weird Al parodied this video, not with the song. He parodied the video with "Sometimes I Feel Like You Don't Love Me Anymore." Ah, yes. It's an, it is an exact parody of more than words and it is absolutely dare i say it is light years better than the original version <laughs> thank god they created this song yes just so that weird al could make yet another masterpiece man and uh that's yeah thank god that happened uh the b side of which is i was only kidding which is another great one i mean you and i both know is is there a bad it's like the beatles is there a bad weird al song no, no, there's not. not. Really. There is not. It's, they're all. I good. would go as so far as to say the Beatles have more bad songs than Weird Al. That does. that could be the case. The that, song became a number one hit, topping the Billboard Hot 100 for a week in June of 1991. <laughs> one week, and was certified gold by the RIAA. It also topped the charts in Canada, the Netherlands, and New Zealand. New Zealand. No way! Oh my god! I thought they had more class than that. No, no, no. No, it just all got wiped out. No, no. Yeah. Um, the band apparently for a short time or for a while, um, stopped doing the song live. I happen to know that Nuno Betancourt wound up hating everything for a while about this. Oh, and I mean, and you was can like see embarrassed why. about it. I had seen it on like there was a reality TV show of like. It was something, it was a very obscure reality TV show of like getting the band back together. And um, they, you know, the members of Extreme were like, don't even bother trying to take a camera in front of Nuno because he's just going to get mad at you and start throwing things. And they, they didn't show him on screen, but they did show one of the producers like walk into this place, like right somewhere in Boston. And he just, and he walked in and then the producer just walked right back out. And he was like, yeah, you guys were right. You know, so uh, Sharon, um, this is a quote I'm reading from uh, in, uh, Wikipedia. It got us doing huge tours all over the states and around the world. They also said that this song gave them the ability to do um, three sides to every story. The album they did after this, it got us doing huge tours all over the states and around the world. As the 90s went on, however, we really started to resent the song. We were tagged the more than words guys that's what they were. we didn't like the perception the song created about the band and i mean we're especially remembering that these guys were pretty monster musicians they were in a heavy stuff i will give them credit especially nuno yeah i mean he's i mean tough, he is a good guitar stuff. player <laughs> um i remember being on tour with aerosmith in poland it was on that tour we decided we would not play the song we just didn't do it a couple nights into the tour, Steven Tyler writes in big letters on our dressing room door, play the fucking song. <laughs> His attitude was almost fatherlike. He was like, look, this is your first time in Poland. When do you think you'll be back? They want to hear it, so play it. And they did. Mm -hmm. And well, uh, that's actually, you know, if people do show up wanting to hear a song, I think it's your fucking, to a degree, it's your obligation to play the fucking song. I agree with Steven. Yeah, I mean, this as much is... As I don't want to hear that song. Yeah, this is one of those things um, where music as art as opposed to music as entertainment. But when you go on tour and people are paying money exactly. to see you and the, you know that that's what they want to hear, you know, to some extent you have to be like, I want to give these people the thing that they came here for. Right. You know, because uh, imagine going to see fucking, you know, well, we should talk, I guess, a little bit. Go ahead. In the news. 
The Rolling Stones have stopped playing Brown I Sugar. I saw that the other day. Yeah, somebody put it on our uh, I Facebook. did. Was that you that put it on? It was okay, me. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are some upset fans. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was an article that I read on Medium.com that uh, talks. Uh, I won't. I don't want to get too into the politics about it, but talks a little bit about Rolling Stones history. Yeah. And uh, how some of it is troubling. Probably and, like what we tried to do on the damn song. What we did do on the song. Yeah, right. Yeah. We we. Totally oh, it was a hard did. one. That's probably the hardest episode we did. Um, in an interview with Nuno, he explained the word love itself gets really diluted. So we just wanted to say it's not really about saying it because everybody gets really worked up when somebody says that to each other. They say, I love you. And everyone goes, oh, my God, it must be serious. Mm -hmm. It must be heavy. It's like, eh, it's easy to say that. It's really about showing it constantly and continuously in a relationship. We knew that was the message, which is, again, interesting. I'm not against the message. It's just presented in a such a sloppy shitty way and then to say all you got to do is hold me and it's like well, i mean what he just said right there was light years more clear than what's in the oh yeah song. absolutely why didn't you know Betancourt write the or lyrics? Nuno, uh relationship counselor uh <laughs> thank you so much that'll be thirty dollars you can pay on your way out <laughs> yes um uh, and I think that's pretty much all there really is. That's all there is, Mark. That's it. That's, that's we're done. Yeah, weird. Uh, they wrote it. Weird Al <laughs> made a parody. We covered it. It's done. Yeah, put it in the fucking books, Mark. Yes, please. It's, it's and you won't be surprised to know that the song meanings is just a bunch of people saying how they love it. There are some people that think that the song is about sex in particular. Okay. Um, I mean that's not shocking. Uh, which is yeah, I guess. But when you say reach out and touch me, yeah. Close. I love how it's close your eyes and close reach your out eyes. your hands. Like, why is closing your eyes part of it? I know that is that is a pretend very scary you're blind. <laughs> now hold me, and this is love. This is touch, what love touch is. Touch my face. This is what I look like. <laughs> like the like the music video face? for that Lionel Richie song. Oh yeah, are you talking about hello? <laughs> I, I can't is remember it hello what it's where for. the woman like touches and, his face, and yes. then she makes a little picture oh. of him, and it barely looks like him. <laughs> Looks like Trish and Napoleon Dynamite or something. Uh, creep factor. Uh, uh, it it doesn't it doesn't cre this song doesn't creep me out. It it's, angers me. It's almost it's almost in the negatives. Yeah, it's, it really kind of is. It's like so I I hesitate to use the word beta, but it's it's it's. <laughs> it's I, but that's I mean, true. Honestly, I think it's even lower than some of the other stuff we've done. It, it might, might be, be our lowest song. It could be because it's just. It, Anybody that with anybody with half a brain that hears this song goes, what in the fuck is he trying to express? The only thing that I guess is creepy about it a little bit is that it's the, the reach out and touch me touch with me. your eyes. Yeah, closed. close your eyes. That's don't ever let me go, and okay. that's how I get. So love. it gets a point five. I was gonna say I was gonna give it a point <laughs> like a five. This is a point five. That's about it. Again, I really hate to use the term beta, but here I am using it again. It's almost <laughs> whatever is after. It's like gamma. It's <laughs> it's uh it you know delta delta delta. <laughs> uh boy it's a spooky season isn't it seth it totally is it's i'm i'm getting a little scared there's mm. a little chill in the air today there was yes, this morning i didn't nice. feel it's it because i was working it's not that home. full board day that's cool all oh, day long yeah. that's coming and that's the first real day but it was cooler cooler today it was mm -hmm. it was and we have a very special halloween tree oh god uh, is, is it a treat? Is it, that what oh, we're it's call it? well, it is. The song isn't yeah. a treat. The episode's a treat. The episode is a treat. It's it's unusual. Yes, it's new. It, this is uh, th we've had guests on before, but this is different. 
Yes, uh, we are going to be doing uh, the song Monster Mash. I don't think we've ever had a guest on that hated a song as much as... As, as John, yes, yeah, we're, we're, they'll see, they'll see. Oh, oh, we're gonna, yeah. are we gonna keep it quiet? Well, I guess not anymore. We have a guest that's coming on. <laughs> yes, a, an old friend, John Fahey. John Fahey from Profiles and Eccentricity, a great podcast that is basically that is kind of based in uh, in, in in the West. I don't yes. want to say this Northwest because I think that there are members that are from Los Angeles and some that are from like They're all Seattle in L.A. Or, I mean, they've been from around there, but they all live in L.A. now. They're, right. But they're John LA is from centric. here. John is from here. Which is Southwest Florida. Well, he was born in New York. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he moved here. You can tell by his New York accent. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, John yeah, is an old friend. Uh, he does. Um, <coughs> if you like pro, if you like um, podcasts about freaks and weirdos weird folks <laughs> um then it is definitely for you yeah uh we've already recorded the episode yeah we were so hyped on it and it ended up being a fucking blast it was it this is dare i say one of the better episodes in my opinion yes it, it was good. a good time yeah for someone who had such unbridled hate for oh yeah he really lets it all out on this yeah song. yeah so uh boris uh pickett <laughs> boris pickett um, Boris Pickett, that's yeah, what it was. Doing uh, the Monster Mash. So uh, next Friday, uh, make sure you listen to the song at least one time before that, and we just tear into how fucking dumb this song is on a yeah. very special Halloween episode. Um, anything? I'm feeling good now that we got the... Oh God! That the, all the, the I, I'm I'm gonna go home and wash the Nuno and the and the Gary off of me, and uh, but I'm glad that we were able to exercise this song and that we will not be repeating this song. <laughs> we will not be going back to this song in any way. This is one of the I enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this, but this is one of the worst songs we've done in my opinion. I had to re-listen to it. I hadn't listened to it in so long. Mark, check out that little bit at the end. That I'm, I'm gonna about yeah yeah because yeah, I don't know if that was just not. I maybe I just don't remember it. But I don't think it's in the video. I cut it out i cut i stopped listening to it right when you got into my room I that's was right like, yeah i i so i probably oh, cut it off right out. oh it's okay i'll be listening to it in editing don't right. worry so um before then uh please thank you guys for listening uh share with a couple friends tell them to share with a couple friends check out our facebook page and our instagram page lyrics to go pod uh at gmail if you'd like to send in any suggestions we really love those indeed yeah and we will be back next friday ta-ta Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyrics to go pod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>